Welcome to the 66th episode of It Wasn't Me, a true crime podcast where we chat about murder. I am Cindy. And I'm Mercedes. Thanks for listening to last week's episode when I told you about a family search for justice after the death of their beloved punky. Forewarning, our show is often horrifying and graphic, and we will use offensive language. So if you have kids, put them away for a while and join us for a murder. Also, we are passionate and always have been about true crime. But I must warn you, we might make some jokes and laugh during this podcast. Want to learn more about us? Visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com to find links to our social media pages. We drop a new episode every Friday morning. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss out. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are even slightly entertained by our Southern charm, please leave us a five-star rating along with a comment. If you're not happy with us, just reach out to us. Let us know how you think we can improve. Also, spread the word and recommend our podcast to your friends and family. Or even your enemies. Hey, Cindy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Whoa. (laughs) I know. (laughs) How was your week off? I missed you last week. Another episode by myself. So did you enjoy your uh, time off? I did. Good. What was I doing? I don't remember. It was my birthday on Monday. I know. Happy birthday. I missed that celebration. Yeah. Celebrate later. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Anyway, I I was going to say something, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, I know. I am so intrigued by the title of this episode. Gosh, I really was trying to make it one, but it's just too much. It's very one. one, um, Okay. So like one. So it's a two-parter. It is going to be a two-parter and that's it. I'm not, I don't know do more than two parts. Okay. Good. I mean, okay. I get through the bad, like the really, I get through what I believe is the bulk of the bad stuff, but okay. yeah, All right. I am digging into the appeal. Okay. So I'm, the next episode is going to be a lot about that. So do you want to, like, what is the name of, like, how did you come up with this name? Is this the name of it? No, um, I came up with it all on my own and um, you'll see, like, the very first few sentences you'll, you'll get why. Okay, so you're going to talk about the title. I don't have to mention it right now. No, I mean, we can say that I t- entitled episode 66, Trailer Park Fights. Trailer Park. Like an episode of ridiculousness, Trailer Park Fights. <laughs> Okay. Have you, do you ever watch the trailer park boys? No, but someone was telling me that. I oh need- my Lord. It is. Okay. Listen, y'all are going to really, um, I don't know. I absolutely love this series. It is hilarious. It must have been me. you that was telling me then. It is so funny. It's raunchy and crude, but it is hilarious. And is it's- it shameless raunchy and crude? No, it is not I- anywhere near shameless. Raunchy okay. and crude. Cause no, no, I no. had to stop it's watching like, no, mm-mm. there's no nudity. There's no cursing. Wait, I mean, I think they do curse her a little. I don't know if they curse or not, but it's an it's on Netflix. It is I mean, so okay. I'll have to look it up because Shameless was too much for me. Shameless was oh, too much for my husband. At one point, I got through. Enough. I think Sir. I think I got through season one of it and never. And, and maybe about halfway through season two or three. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah, it just kind of upped itself every episode. Yeah. Like, really? because there was someone else that was telling me oh my tattoo guy said it was too much for him too yeah Yeah. I mean it was just usually guys don't think it's like you know what well I mean you know if you want that then you watch a porn if you want to watch a (laughs) series like that you want plot yeah constant you know 
fucking yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> all it was. And it was just it it tried to be more shocking with each episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So okay, well, thanks for that little segue. Yeah. Or wait, no, we digress. Okay. Pulling yeah. back trailer park fights. I'm excited. Yes, trailer park fights. All right. So I wanted to start this one off a little differently. Um, so I say that a lot, I think. But um, so I'm going to go ahead and upfront tell you that it reaches the Supreme Court of Florida. Um, so I'm going to start off with some of the facts and some of the background information. And when I said this to myself, I had to put it this way because I was like, I'm such a dork, but I was like, picture it. <laughs> March 2010, Trailer Park, Escambia County, Florida. <laughs> okay, Escambia. Is that um, Pensacola area? Yes, okay. it is. Okay, so Pensacola is Escambia County. Yes, and this is actually like a... An, and I go into it here. So Tina Brown, Tina's 16 year old daughter, Brittany Miller, Heather, and a girl named, a woman named Heather Lee, which I know a Heather Lee, which I found out later on. It is not the same Heather Lee, but I did, I did try to find out just to make sure. <laughs> um, Adriana, yeah, Adriana Zimmerman. These, all these women lived in this, like in neighboring trailers in a mobile home park in Inslee, Florida. Okay. So I had to look Inslee up. So Inslee is a uh, census designated area within Pensacola. So it's just a small town. But their address is probably like, they have like a Pensacola zip code and you know, there's a couple Inslee of little towns right. around. Huh? Yes. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the panhandle. <laughs> definitely panhandle. <laughs> yes. And we are big STM fans. So if you know anything about that, you might get that illusion yes. right yeah let me just say you've been warned okay. all right <laughs> oh, Lord. i'm i'm guessing meth is involved no not oh. by name not yet anyway all right all right all right so these four women were initially close friends but their friendships would become compromised when miller brown and zimmerman became violent toward each other there was a lot of drama so like a guy believe it or not there's a lot of drama hold on to your seats <laughs> okay so Brown accused Zimmerman of slashing her tires. And when I typed this out to me, I was like, that's an ass whooping. Mm -hmm. Zimmerman accused Brown of shattering her car windows, having her boyfriend arrested and reporting her to DCF for child neglect. Mm. That's an ass whooping too. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Listen, I knew, I knew people like this. I had all four of my tires slashed one time. What? Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah, I have to text my husband. And talk. So Lee, Lee would later say that's Heather Lee. She would later say that she had to intervene on multiple occasions to stop Miller and Zimmerman from physically beating the crap out of each other. Okay. Okay. Miller is only 16 years old. Zimmerman is 19. All right. So there's only a three, three year difference there. But <laughs> on one occasion, Miller attempted to to attack Zimmerman after she found out that Zimmerman was having a sexual relationship with her boyfriend. So how old was this boyfriend? <laughs> so was a 16 year old dating a 16 year old and then the 16 year old was sleeping with a 19 year old or was the 16 year old dating a 19 year old and the 19 year old was, you know, I'm like, this is so. Who knows? Maybe he's 20, maybe he's 40. Who knows how old he is? Gross. Okay. So there's no good outcome for this scenario. So Zimmerman, she was able to defend herself at this attack by attempting to disable Miller 
with a freaking stun gun. So there, there's attack. It's a physical like beating and pulling hair and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Miller, Miller, the 16 year old had a stun gun. No, the 19 year old. So I'm going to call her Audrey, Adriana. Okay. Adriana, Adriana, Adriana had a stun gun and she was able to defend herself against the 16 year old Brittany Miller with a stun gun. All right. Lee would eventually tell Brown. So Brown is Miller's mom. It's okay. Brown is Miller's mom. I got it. Okay. Yeah. So Tina Brown is Brittany Miller's mom. Heather Lee told Tina Brown that Zimmerman tried to stun her daughter or whatever you call it. Is it like, do you shock him with a stun gun? Do you, what do you call that? Just they uh, thunder with taser, a stun gun? Or? Taser their ass? Taser. There you go. Taser. Yeah. So she t- tried to taser her. Well, then of course, Brown flipped out. And she said that she was going to get her, but I'm going to get that bitch. If someone used a stun gun on my daughter, I'd be super pissed, right? Wouldn't you be pissed? (laughs) However, if you use a stun gun on my daughter, you better get the fuck out of the way because that bitch is mean. (laughs) Oh, you guys are so funny. (laughs) Seriously. Like, you better hope that she didn't get the fuck up. (laughs) Okay. Is you and we y'all are not going to be having a good time. <laughs> okay. So that happened. And about 14 days later, Brown asked Zimmerman to come over. She said, listen, girl, will you come over and, you know, let's mend our friendship. We need-. So Zimmerman, not thinking anything of it, was like, yeah, sure. I'll come over. So Brown is the mom. Brown is the mom. And how old is she? Oh, how old is she? So, so Lee and um, like Heather Lee and, and Brown helped. Heather Lee is closer to their age. She's like a teenager too. Okay. Tina Brown is not much older. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Brown murderer. At the time that this took place, I don't know how old she was. She doesn't look very old. Okay. I didn't look up how old she was. Oh, I'm sorry. She was 43. She was 43 in 2012. So this was two okay. years prior to that. Oh, she was about 40, 41. So yeah. Okay. Excuse me. So Brown, Miller and Lee, and then Miller's 13 year old friend were all at the trailer waiting for Adriana to come over. Brown and Lee were in the kitchen where Lee was instructing Brown on how to properly use a stun gun. So I guess she went and got her own stun gun. Miller told, um, told her friend that they were fixing to kill Adriana. (laughs) Fixing to. Yeah. Yep. It was a little after 9 p.m. when Adriana arrived. Brown waited several minutes, but not too long before she pounced on her, shocking her several times. I said shocking because tasering was like tasing, isn't tasing. it? Like tasing. Yes, it was escaping. Me. I'm thinking of the um mm, that movie, the funny one, Jack Zach Galifianakis. Oh God. Oh the <laughs> Hangover. Hangover. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where they're like, the cops are tasing them. It's like, yeah, I'm going to tase his ass. So it was a little after nine when Zimmerman arrived and she was pounced on and tasered, whatever they call it. So Adriana fell to the floor and Brown did not stop using the gun. She was just tagging her with it. Adriana was screaming and crying for help. And eventually Brown was able to pull her across the, the trailer to the bathroom. Miller then, Miller then, the daughter, the 16-year-old, stuck a sock in Adriana's mouth to try to c- keep her from screaming. Um, 
and I, I just imagine that it was a dirty sock. I don't understand why. Because I mean, she's remember because Miller tried to attack Adriana, but still, this is pretty horrific to call somebody over to your trailer and then murder them. Oh, this is mild compared to what happens. Oh my god. Okay. So then she was forcibly like led out of the trailer to the trunk of Brown's car and put into the trunk. Once again, Brown, Miller, and Lee all jumped in the car and drove away. The women drove to a clearing in a wooded area about a mile and a half away from the trailer park. Once reaching the area and stopping, Brown got out, pulled Zimmerman or Adriana out of the trunk, and she actually tried to get away, but she fell and was caught by Brown and Miller. The two wrestled Adriana um, to the ground and began attacking her at the same time. So they were just, you know, beating the shit out of her. Uh, Brown then pulled out that damn stun gun again and was tagging her with it again. Miller started well, being. I guess, I guess then, I don't know. I guess I was thinking the old fashioned kind where the wire comes out. And then I don't think you even keep using it. Yeah, this is the kind of. Is that different? There is a different kind. Like the, there's one that you just touch it on their skin. And yeah. It and out. this is the kind I'm imagining, not like the kind yeah. where it shoots the. Yeah, those, that's a stunt. Yeah, that's the taser, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I should though. I'm gonna look it up. All right. So Miller then started beating her in the beating Adriana in the head with a crowbar. And this is far, this is as far as a dynamic duo. (laughs) (laughs) This is far from from a dynamic duo. (laughs) (laughs) Is this more? Did you then they switch weapons? I'm sorry. So then they continue to beat. I mean, them. why are we laughing? Because I called them the dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, they're far levity. from levity. It's duo. levity. It's a horrific thing. Yes, they're far from the dynamic duo. So Miller eventually dropped the gun and began beating and punching Adriana. So I mean, she's being stunned or laser tasered, whatever. She's being beaten the head with a crowbar, a freaking crowbar. Then Miller just starts beating her with her fist, punching her. Have a sock in her mouth. I'm awful. Please, I hope not. Okay, so at this time, Brown went back to the car and retrieved a gas can. It is amazing that this poor woman was still even alive, let alone conscious, awake. Right? Brown started to pour the gasoline all over her, and she pulled out a lighter and set the poor girl on fire. Oh my lord. Cindy, where do you find these things? I know. And, and, you know, you know how this one, you know, just setting somebody on a fire, you know, that one kind of sits with me a little differently. Lee would later state that Brown stood back and watched Adriana scream, like screaming while on fire. It was also stated that Miller was jumping up and down and screaming, burn, bitch, burn. Like fucking seriously. I mean, I guess I just don't understand. I mean, I'm. Um, speechless because it's just too awful to even imagine yeah I mean I can't imagine like this there's four people I mean, and, what causes this rage like I mean it's and, my, yeah. yeah and they and we actually during the appeal process and psychologists and psychiatrists um, I think it, it, they do go into the background of these um, the history of these women so that's why I did want to actually kind of get into it a little bit more later okay <clears throat> this is it's yeah it's bad 
<coughs> Excuse me. So after a few minutes, the three got up. So a few minutes later, the three got into the car and drove away. They left this poor girl on fire in this wooded area. I think I add these little antidotes to try to like lighten up. You do. Like- you do. You, it's your form of levity. And it's, to me, it's, I, I mean, I don't, I think that's just how we deal with it. It's horrific. And yeah. So I bet that these people were never accused of being smart ever. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really. Do you like, well, what was your first clue? <laughs> right. Well, Miller told her mom, Hey mom, we got to go back. I left my shoes, the, the stun gun. <laughs> I left the shoes and the stun gun, and but her mom refused to turn around. She was like, no. Oh. When Brown, Miller, and Lee returned to Brown's trailer, Brown and Miller refu- refused. They removed all of their bloody clothing. <laughs> you sound like you're about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> like you're so torn about this. When Brown, Miller, and Lee returned to Brown's trailer, the mom and daughter removed their bloodstained clothing and placed it into a garbage bag. Lee also removed her shoes, which had blood on them as well. So Miller's dumbass then told a friend who was there, the 13-year-old girl was still at the trailer because she didn't go with them. <sighs> so then her dumbass was like, told her everything that happened. And Miller's a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do anything with a kid. No. Well, Miller apparently injured her hand while beating Adriana. So Miller, her friend, went to the hospital to seek treatment for the injury. Miller would then discard the clothing in the bag um, after she left the hospital and then that she tried to clean up the blood in the car right so so this is what happened to them like after they left the the little wooded area so now i'm going to backtrack and tell you what happened to um adriana okay so there was a gentleman who lived about a mile and a half away from the area maybe two miles his name was terrence hendricks and he was out in his yard when he started, he thought he heard a woman crying for help, but it was really dark because it was after nine o'clock. So mm-hmm. it was dark outside. So he really couldn't see anything, but eventually he saw Adriana walking like up the road and towards his house. And <sighs> she walked up to his house and she sat down like on the front steps and she was asking, crying for help. So he noticed that she didn't appear to have clothes on. He could tell that she had a head injury and that she smelled like gasoline. He would also say that he couldn't tell what race she was because, I mean, her skin, her skin was black. Her skin was so black and charred that he couldn't tell, like, if she was a white woman, a black woman. Do we know what she is? Or does, I mean, I know that doesn't matter, but I'm just curious. Um, I have not found any pictures of her. Okay. But I did find pictures of the other three and the other three were black women. Okay. So, um, I hadn't gotten that far that I didn't, I didn't, I did not look up. I mean, not that that matters at all, but the fact that race even came up, I was just wondering. And and I mean, I guess it's just like, that was just part of his testimony later that he wasn't able, you know, because they always ask you when you call 911, okay, this person, what's her, you know, and he was like, I can't tell. Okay. At 924, so this is all happening very quickly. At 924, the EMT arrives um, where they found um, Adriana sitting on the front on our like a porch swing with her arms sticking straight out. Oh, that poor child. I know. I can't. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I cannot imagine the pain that she must have been in. But as I was typing that out, I was like, well, maybe she wasn't in any pain because she was burned. So maybe her nerve endings, you know, maybe she wasn't in pain. Well, she was in huge shock. I mean, I'm sure she was. Shock, I'm sure. So, yes. Mm. 
So the EMT was also unable to determine if she had clothes on or not. Um, but he could tell that her skin was literally falling off her body. Adriana had a severe head wound. She was burned over 90% of her body. Her jaw was either broken or severely dislocated. She was so badly burned that the EMT was unable to provide immediate medical assistance. And apparently like the protocol is to, on burn wounds is to put um, sterile gauze and oxygen on the body, like on. Okay. And he didn't have enough gauze to cover her whole body. The EMT attempted to stabilize her neck, but he could not touch her skin without it rubbing onto his glove. Oh, that is horrific. So again, it is absolutely amazing that she is alive and coherent. Yes. So she's talking. She's talking. Yes. She was able to identify her attackers. What a tough, tough woman. Yes. She told the EMT that she was drugged out of the house, tased, beaten in the head, with a crowbar and then set on fire. I mean, she was able to tell them exactly what happened to her. She was also able to provide her address and the address of her attackers. At this point, she started asking the EMT to protect her children because she thought that they were going to go attack. So once the ambulance arrived, she was loaded into the ambulance. And then she started repeatedly asking if she was going to survive. Am I going to make it through this? Am I going to be okay? That's just, horrible I mean and while I have never been in a situation where I thought am I going to survive just even hearing my kid my youngest son when he was very little he cut his thumb and he started bleeding and um my other son just to hear his like little voice go is he gonna die and he was just cut on the thumb but I don't know it's just it's like emotional just to even hear hear someone say that yeah So once at the hospital and stabilized, Adriana was transferred to the burn unit at the University of South South Alabama in Mobile, Alabama. Law enforcement were able to apprehend Brown and Lee fairly quickly with the information that Adriana or Adriana had given them. Miller was arrested when she returned home from the hospital. However, they were released from custody while uh, um, Adriana was still in the hospital. Why? Well, they were lit on bail or they were just the information that I was reading over in the appeals packet was that they were released. During this time, Brown, it was her turn to run her mouth. She would tell her friend, Pamela Valley, that she, Miller and Lee had beaten Adriana, forced her into the car, lit her on fire and didn't look back. A few days later, Brown told Valley that Adriana was still alive and then she wanted Valley to finish her off. Valley declined her offer to do so and immediately informed law enforcement. Wow. So, you know, and so wow. then, then they started to kind of reach more and they, and Brown, Miller and Lee were rearrested on April 9th, 2010. Unfortunately, that was also the day that Adriana died from her injuries. Oh gosh. How long, how many days? I didn't, what 16. was the original? 16, 16 days. days. Lingering in pain. She lived long enough to, yeah, to know that her, her killers are, are caught. Mm. Yeah. So law enforcement would find several pieces of, several pieces of evidence at the scene of the beating and burning. They found a pair of white shoes, a stun gun with blood on the handle, papers, a piece of paper stained with blood, an orange, an orange, gold, and black hair weave, a crowbar, and a pool of blood. See, I told you. 
no one would ever accuse these people of being smart okay so do they not understand that every single piece of that evidence has dna on it well mama said she wasn't going back you know the girl the daughter tried to tell her i left i left my shit and mom said too bad Uh, okay yeah also miller didn't do a great job of cleaning that car up either well no blood was found on the passenger seat headrest the blood would later be matched the known dna profile of adriana zimmerman blood on the stun gun would be matched to the known dna of tina brown so she was sitting in the passenger seat and somebody hit her from behind or something or i'm thinking she could have been i'm thinking because she was in the trunk so they must have had um, blood on them from like hitting her and stuff okay, and got right. it on in the okay. car. So officially, Adriana's cause of death was determined to be a result of multiple thermal injuries and the manner of death was labeled homicide. So she died from the fire, thermal injuries. Yeah. But she had, I mean, she probably had some sort of brain damage or you know multiple fractures or something yeah, i mean she had the you know the jaw they said was either severely dislocated okay. or completely broken but it was deemed that the the burns ultimately just wow. she wasn't going to make it through that so. freaking evil yes so i'm going to go ahead and tell you now again that on june 21st 2012 a jury convicted brown of first degree mur- the first degree murder of adriana zimmerman Brittany miller and she was sentenced to death, by the way. Okay. So um, she's going to get an automatic appeal. Yeah. So Brown was sentenced to death. Brittany Miller received a life sentence. And Heather Lee received a sentence of 25 years as part of her plea deal. But this is not where our story ends. But you do have to pay attention. You do have to stay tuned in next week to find out. Okay. Wow. I'm very curious as to know what the uh, outcome of this is and why, because like, you haven't told me, you didn't tell me like so-and-so did this and -and so-and-so did that, but it just doesn't seem like that would warrant this level of uh, consequence. I mean, yeah, I'd be mad if my daughter, someone stunned my, you know, stuck my daughter with a stun gun, but shit, I'm not going to go out and like, me and my friends are gonna be like hey mercedes come on over we're gonna kill this bitch exactly no. like i think i would uh let the law take care of things or or you know whatever but whatever yeah so that's what i would do it doesn't mean that's yeah obviously what other people do mm-hmm. okay well i'm i'm definitely intrigued so thanks so much for listening and joining us this week we appreciate sharing our passion with you and thank you for your support If you'd like to support us even further, please consider subscribing to our podcast and giving us a five-star rating with a comment. Your subscription and ratings are essential to our success. You can do this on your favorite platform. For more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, please visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com. Please recommend It Wasn't Me to your true crime-loving friends and family. Also, thanks to our Patreon supporters. You are the extra. You too can become one of our beloved patrons by signing by signing up at patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. Thanks again, guys. And remember, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me.